0: Hey, hey kids, you're listening to A Couple of Annoyed Grunt Boys, and this is the
1: 138th Simpsons Podcast. I'd like to pour the world a beer Ooh, and party heartily. 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 We'd like to make that beer a duff and drink till we can't see. It's the beer thing.
0: That's right, we're The Simpsons Podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom The Simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond, and the new ones when they air. Why do we do it that way? Why do we forget the first 10 seasons? Well, you see, the entity known as the Wheel of Random said there was too many podcasts out there that discussed the Golden Age and cursed us to review the later seasons to see if there's any gems out there that can match those first 10 Golden Age seasons. And of course, when there's a new episode, the Wheel of Random says, hey, do those. And so we do. And when I say we, I'm talking about me. I'm annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And with me is the other annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Hi, Greg. Steve, welcome back this week. You are officially... Older than you were last week.
2: I mean, we could say that about most people, but <laughs> but yeah, I did mark it with another year.
0: Yeah. I gave you a happy birthday wish. I sent you a text message that said, uh, here's your birthday present. And it was an article about uh, actor and voice actor legend, Kevin Conroy, of course, dying. Yeah, which really lifted my birthday spirits. <laughs> and then I sent you another article about Gallagher dying.
2: And that actually lifted my birthday spirits. <laughs> because
0: uh, yeah. you're you're pro watermelon and you hate seeing the murder of watermelons
2: Exactly. I love watermelon well, and yeah
0: the tyranny of the mass murder of watermelons is finally brutal
2: gone. brutal villain.
0: Hey sad about you know we're a cartoon podcast. Hmm. Uh, but I know Kevin Conroy. It's different cartoon. But like as a voice actor, you think about like Batman. Yeah. And people are like, he. Who's my Batman? He was the Batman for like so many generations of kids growing up. You know. Yeah, we had Michael Keaton for a few years. You know, even before that, there was Adam West live action Batman's. Hmm. But really, from the nineties to now there's kids growing up with batman playing video games and to them that voice is kevin conroy and so like i think we lost the best batman
2: yeah i feel like as cool as the, you know, uh, Michael Keaton Batman was and as great as the Christopher Nolan Batmans were. For me, like, I define, like, the most Batman-y Batman that I'm aware of is the animated series. And yeah, he defined that role of what Batman sounded like in my head.
3: For
0: me, yeah. My favorite Batman and Joker still Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill playing Joker. So, yeah. And Mark Hamill was on The Simpsons. So, (laughs) talking about all cartoons. So, I think it's, apropos for this podcast to give him a shout out just because you know we talk about voice acting a lot and with the simpsons mm-hmm. cartoons and he was a big giant you know and big in the industry from all accounts i guess like a sweetheart of a man yeah one of the nicest guys yeah i know we, we try not to take stance on this podcast steve mm-hmm. but with some of our own views but i heard the big c got him cancer and i just gotta say i hate that guy cancer fuck cancer fuck cancer
2: it's the worst
0: yeah all you pro cancer people out there we can't get down with you no i'm sorry RIP Kevin Conroy uh he was my Batman he was probably so many people's Batmans out there
2: definitely just a, a giant like you said a giant of a man it's it's just such a shame
0: 66 that's too young yeah way too young well way to bring this podcast down why'd you bring this oh no I did <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what uh let's pour one out for the greatest Batman of all time Kevin Conroy and when Alrighty. I say pour one out I mean let's go to our somber beer corner <laughs> probably the worst uh, transition say of, like on a somber note we're like making hopefully having people feels about Kevin Connery great actor great Batman voice actor and then yeah. I play that that old uh, herb Albert to uh, Spanish fleet like and we're sad but like yeah maybe you should oh. just
2: play it at half speed <laughs>
0: oh, that sounds sad we'll see we'll see maybe you the listeners Play it at half speed. You could do that on your yeah. podcatching app. Change mm-hmm. the uh, the speed. I, I imagine everyone puts us at, like, the 1.5 just so they can get it over with.
2: Yeah, just like, that. Uh, like, oh,
0: great. Another uh, two-hour episode. Let's, let's cut that down so it's only 20 minutes. Yeah. And we just sound like chipmunks. <laughs> that
2: was good. I like it when you uh, do that for a little bit and then you put it back to normal speed because then they sound a little drunk.
0: No, yeah. Do the half speed is the best, especially us. Yeah. We, I mean, we're usually drunk, but it's extra drunk.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like, a long uh,
0: then. Oh, is like lisa what are you doing he punches bart in the face be cool man (laughs) our hog talk is probably like drunk talk like that guy's got a big dick i bet talking about big dick energy (laughs) uh oh we're talking about beer though right um steve I'm assuming you brought a beer for us. I got one. Tell us all about it.
2: All righty. Well, Craig, this episode features uh, one Aubrey Plaza and uh, throughout her career, she's kind of played and is in for a lot of people, uh, the ideal like manic pixie dream, not not manic pixie, but like kind of a hipster dream girl, I guess you could say. And so like I, the
0: the cool, sarcastic chick.
2: Exactly. Like I'm the using Daria. that quote. It's
0: like I'm not referring to her as a chick, but you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, totally. And so I have Hipster Sweet Dreams uh, Imperial Pastry Stout, which is a very pop art can, which is uh, in like a yellow background. And there's a profile drawing of a hipster kind of uh, dream girl, if you will. You know, she's got like the messy bun and the black frame glasses and multiple uh, ear piercings. And uh, it's just so hip. Uh, This is from Wild Barrel Brewing Company out of San Marcos, California. And it is a imperial pastry stout with organic indonesian coconut madagascar bourbon vanilla beans and belgian chocolate comes in at 11 wow it that's is. a lot of percent it is it's uh, real dark and real uh, syrupy does not smell really sweet just kind of smells like cocoa a little bit
3: mm.
2: oh wow yeah, that's really nice. It tastes like Cocoa Krispies
0: milk. Like, So you poured a bowl of Cocoa Krispies in the, the uh-huh. milk afterwards? Okay.
2: Yeah, but with like a hint of like alcohol burn, but it's all works together. Like it's dangerous how much I like it because I could drink a lot of it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's one of those guys. But uh, yeah, sounds sweet dreams. Yeah, it's really good. It's not overly sweet, like I say. It's got a nice cocoa note to it, rather than like sweet chocolate. And I don't really get the coconut, but like, kind of adds some texture to it. Like you can almost feel like the coconut on your tongue, and the hint of vanilla just adds a little bit of brightness that I really like. So yeah,
0: I like this one. I think I'd like that too. I think I last week I had a coconut dark chocolate ale, mm-hmm. and I love me a coconut. Coconuts are great, all forms. I. Love it in, in drinks, uh food, uh, my shampoos, sure, Your lotions, blue. lubes, coconut, nature's white nut.
2: <laughs> I thought that was Donald Trump.
0: No, he's nature's orange nut. Yeah. Well, Steve, I guess I should tell you if I brought a beer. Did you bring a beer, Craig? I did bring a
3: beer. Very nice.
0: So obviously this episode has Duff Man in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll have you know that Duffman's first appearance in The Simpsons was really? season nine's episode, the f- season premiere, actually, The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Did you know that was Duffman's first appearance? Really? It's so late. I would have thought it was way earlier. I thought he'd yeah. been around forever. You know, our our good pal Bill Oakley and uh, Josh Weinstein were the uh, showrunners at the time. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, credit to Bill Oakley for the creation of uh, Duffman. Ah, man, we could have got him on the <laughs> podcast to talk about Duffman. Ugh.
2: Maybe next time.
0: If there's ever a Duffman appearance. We'll call up our good pal, Bill Oakley. Yeah. So, yeah. So the city of uh, Homer Simpson versus New York. I, uh, you know, there's New York City. Did you know it's in the state of New York? Uh,
2: I didn't until I went there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you were from New York too. Oh, okay. Well, um I'll also connect this with you. So there's also a city in New York State called Astoria. Oh. But we also have an Astoria in Oregon. Wow. And we have a very popular brewery there called uh, Bowie Beer. Love buoy from Astoria. Yeah, I've had many of their ales. I picked this one up because I haven't tried it yet. It's uh, it's one of the rotating logger series. So we're just doing a nice simple logger, Vienna logger. Hmm. It's is uh, uh, you got Vienna and Pilsner malts, uh, cold fermented five weeks, lagered, Magnum and Sapphire hops, and your five point five alcohol by uh, volume with a a higher thirty uh, percent uh, IBU, thirty IBU. Hmm. So. We're just going with a little lager tonight. Very nice. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. Simple, like Duff Man, right? This is, you know, Duff beer itself is kind of a simple beer, right? It's true, yeah.
2: So this is like the Duff Dry of uh, the Duff lineup.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow, this is really good. This is a nice, smooth lager. I love that you get those uh, the, the Pilsnery malty flavor. Not mm-hmm. too strong, though. Like, I think the IBUs are perfect. It's good. I think this is what, like, if I open a can of Duff and this is what it tasted like, you'd be pleasantly surprised because it tastes like a good beer. Nice, yeah. This would be a good summer beer, of course, but we're in the midst of a uh, fall, <laughs> close to winter. But uh, it's a good good party beer, good lager. Very nice. Drink up and drink often.
2: Can't get enough of that wonderful buoy.
0: All right. Uh, good job, Bowie Brewing. You, I don't think I've ever had a bad Booey Beer.
2: I don't think I have either.
0: I mean, even though um, IPAs, which I'm not a big IPA fan, I think they're fine too.
2: Yeah. I've had a couple of theirs that are
0: yeah, surprisingly good. Uh, I love the Cream Ale. Cream is good. Classic. Classic, Steve? Yeah. do you mean?
1: Classic Castle.
0: That's right. Wow, I haven't pulled that clip out in a long time. God, I haven't played any of these clips in a long time. Don't you remember this one? You're a real jerk. You know that? Oh, yeah. I never I never, played, I never played this one anymore. I'm I don't think i ever played that one before. Yeah, that's a shame. What about this one?
4: Faster, Mommy, faster!
0: Or this one? Wow. I have played that a couple times. I never played this yeah. one, though.
4: But Mommy wanted it.
0: And who for- can forget? <laughs> and, of course, everyone's favorite.
1: Oh, Steve. Yeah, I, oh, I, Steve. I like
0: that one a lot. I should drop this one more often.
1: Ah, what do you jerks know? That's a quality joke!
2: Yeah. I guess we'd have to have quality jokes first.
0: That's true, that's true. To play it.
4: Anyway, I poop!
0: And who can forget?
4: Why won't you come?
0: Oh, see, that's how I play that. Why yeah. won't
4: you come? I'm coming. Why won't you come? I'm coming. Daddy, you came.
3: Okay. okay.
0: Well, um, we got our beer, Steve. I think it's time we go to the day of, uh, what is it? It's November 13, 2022. Yeah. About pop culture. Talking about movies and music. Steve, what was the number one movie in the box office?
2: Well, Craig, the number one movie in the box office this week was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever.
0: So the last couple of weeks was Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Now we got Black Panther.
2: And next week is Black Friday.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve, did you go see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever?
2: I I have not seen it yet, Um, but I've heard really good things. I heard that it's a very heart-wrenching tribute to Chadwick Boseman.
0: Yeah, I am not prepared. I still get to see it. I was uh, out of town this weekend, so I didn't have a chance to go to the theater. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, you know I'm a Marvel head, so... I've That's right. Kind of avoided internet for spoilers and stuff like that. So I've, yeah, the, all I've kind of seen is like, yeah, bring tissue boxes. And the last time someone said, bring tissue boxes to the theaters. I'm like, I don't believe you. And that movie was clerks three. And I wish I did bring a tissue box to clerks three. So I think this one will be dude. I, just the littlest of things will make me cry in a movie. Yeah. So, Like even like moments of triumph. I'm like, I can't believe the, they overcame this obstacle. I mm-hmm. will start crying now. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana doesn't help when you go to the <laughs> No, it's true.
2: you like, you just get so wrapped up of. in the movie and it's like, oh my God.
0: I think I might see Black Panther kind of forever, maybe tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. All right. Or the day before that. But definitely by the time we uh, meet up again, because I'm assuming Black Panther will be number one movie next week.
2: Yeah, I would assume so.
0: But uh, then I'll finally tell you all how I really felt about it.
2: Oh, boy. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, we should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll wait a week. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, what are we listening to, Craig?
0: Well, the number one song in the top 100 this week was the one and only Taylor Swift with "Anti me. I'm somewhat of a Swifty that we've talked about on the podcast. You know, tomorrow, we'll timestamp this, uh, 11.15 is when her tour tickets go on sale tomorrow. Oh, boy. Also, the old uh, Orange Buffoon himself is making an announcement tomorrow on the 15th of November. Do you think that uh, he's going to be the opening act for Taylor Swift?
2: That's his announcement.
0: (laughs) Well, Steve, do you want me to get you a ticket then?
2: (laughs) Yes, now I want to (laughs) go.
0: I haven't seen her perform. She She's not going to be in Portland. She'll be in Seattle. Like She's doing two shows in Seattle. And I think the reason is Portland doesn't have a big enough venue for her.
2: That's true. Yeah. The Moda Center could not hold all the uh-uh. T-Swift fans that are in town.
0: Oh, God. The parking would be the oh, worst. Oh, God. Yeah. She's playing at the Lumen Field in Seattle, which is where the uh, Seahawks play. So hopefully I'll get tickets on the 50-yard line, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine there'll be like a stage and then like the whole field is going to be general admission and then like seats.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: I'm not looking forward to buying tickets. <laughs> it's going to be like $400 for two. Yeah. Ticketmaster. Worst thing ever. Horrible. Next to this podcast, of course. True. We're the uh, Ticketmaster of podcasts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except for the Ticketmaster makes money.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that like you we're need awful. us. Yeah. Yeah. We're horrible and you need us. <laughs> Because what other podcasts out there talk about penises in the new episodes of Simpsons? Exactly. I don't hear uh, the four-finger discount guys talking about hogs. Simpsons theory
2: doesn't bring up penises ever.
0: We're the number one Simpsons dick-related podcast. We did something. We're the Um, Gallagher 2 of podcasts. (laughs) R. I. P. Gallagher. We didn't give him a nice little moment of silence. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Well, you know, that's just fine, Steve. It's just ending our little conversation and then watching this episode. Sounds good, Craig. Okay. We're going to watch From Beer to Paternity. Uh, obviously, you know that because uh, you hit the button that says play. Uh, right. So uh, let's go watch that. Um, oh, yeah. The, the synopsis. Uh, Homer becomes Duffman's girl dad hero, so they go on a road trip with Lisa, and it threatens to expose Homer's terrible parenting. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh Koolid Man. Oh yeah. We'll hear about him later. All right, Steve. So uh let's go finish our beers and uh talk about beer man. I mean Duff Man. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back.
3: Sometimes if-
0: And we are back. Today's episode is titled From Beer to Paternity. It's the seventh episode of the 34th season, regionally aired November 13th, 2022. It's episode 735 in the show's run. Your nerd code is OABF01. Written by Christine Nangle, directed by Rob Oliver. And we got three, count them three, showrunners for this episode. We got Matt Selman, Tim Long, and Al Jean. (gasps) Woo! Is this uh, first uh, Tim Long being a showrunner? I do believe, yes. So he should really be Tim short showrunner. This is his shortest stint as a showrunner. That's true, but he has worked for the show for a long That's time. That's true. We will never not make these dumb long pun jokes. <laughs> nope. Tim Long was like, hey, I've listened to these uh, annoyed grunt boys. I think they are they would be really good uh, maybe in the writer's room. And then he listens <laughs> to this episode is like, ew, no, Ooh. not with those puns.
2: Or <laughs> he hires us and then he stops being showrunner. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Like uh, we're taking away everything. Just oh, like, what's,
2: no, no. And Matt, someone's like, "What the fuck?"
0: <laughs> Tim Long, homeless on the streets, begging for <laughs> money because we put him to the poorhouse. Excuse me, ma'am, I'm a little short. No, you're Tim Long, <laughs> and then she like spits in his face <laughs> and kicks his uh, guitar case. I'm assuming he's playing guitar for money. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't even know how to play. Plays Long. the opening riff to The Simpsons. <laughs>
2: Do, 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 do. Christine Angle, Uh we've had one, uh, we've reviewed one of her episodes, but she's a writer, producer, actress, and frequent guest on another podcast about chain restaurants. She has two written by credits, Uncut Femmes from season 22. And you mean 32? Season 32, thank you, yes. And from season 33, You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About, Act 3 Will Shock You which we reviewed a while back, and it's uh, the 14th episode, so around June of last of this year, actually. Uh, she's also written for The President Show, Inside Amy Schumer, and Saturday Night Live.
0: You know, they should really call Saturday Night Live a Sunday morning live.
2: Yeah, because most of it's on <laughs> Sunday morning. You
0: know what's great about SNL, though, is if you live on the West Coast or even in your mountain states, you can watch it live, but at an early time. It's on at 8 o'clock here. It's 8:30. true. I,
2: I came home from work on Sunday
0: night, and I popped on Peacock, and there it was, just waiting for me. It's great. Oh, I'm talking live TV, Steve. Oh yeah, that's true too. Like I'm saying, I could watch it at 8:30 on a Saturday. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> wow. <That's... laughs> Look, when you're in your 40s, do you go out and like, like oh, let's go to the bar, clubbing? No. I got a milkshake for my birthday, and that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you took like a, a lactose pill, or you were yeah <laughs> probably on the toilet for the rest of your birthday.
2: I'm um, we're old. <laughs>
0: God. It was probably vanilla,
2: wasn't it? No, although I do I almost got a vanilla milkshake, but I got a cold brew milkshake. Oh, fancy,
0: because you like coffee. I do like coffee. It was delightful. Well, Steve, we do have a fun couch gag making me a little hungry watching this couch gag. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a live action recording of uh The Simpsons made out of food. So their bodies are formed from mashed potatoes and egg yolks. Uh, Lisa's dress is made from a red bell pepper. Homer's clothes are made from like a flour tortilla. Marge' hair is blueberries, and the dress is made of peas. And Bart's shirt is uh, made of a carrot. Uh, both Santa's little helper and the couch are made of chicken skin, and the family <laughs> then is like jizzed on by uh, gravy. <laughs> just look like someone's like... <laughs> <laughs> Splat. Uh, yeah. like, ugh, you probably should see a doctor if that's what's going to happen. But uh, how would you feel? How would Lisa feel that uh, she's sitting on chicken skin and then covered in meat juice? Are <laughs> yeah. not great. Uh, is this, uh, maybe this is the uh, homage to Thanksgiving? Maybe that's turkey skin? Is this is another no, Thanksgiving special? Maybe, yeah. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up, guys. Um, impress your friends at your Thanksgiving parties and, and your family with a Simpsons plate. Spend hours yeah. and hours curing this and be like oh that's cool and then they'll devout in 20 seconds
2: it just take Lisa's dress and dip it in ranch sauce and <laughs> call it good
0: uh but very fun i enjoyed this uh, couch gag
2: yeah it was, it was uh, very interesting i liked it a lot
0: this is one that i could see them reusing you know how like sometimes they don't have a couch gag yeah a new one they recycled. this is a good recyclable one definitely put it on uh every episode before thanksgiving
2: there you go and around christmas too because
0: oh yeah people eat christmas too i forget
2: <laughs> people do eat christmas too Um, Our episode begins, as it always does, in a black and white television ad from 1951. Once again, a frazzled housewife, Judy, has burnt the roast.
1: Uh, Judy, Judy,
2: uh, Judy, Judy. Judy, Judy. (laughs) But before domestic violence ensues, Duffman arrives to save the day. Using his belt bottle opener, he pops open a duff and gives it to the husband. After uh, quickly downing the beer, the husband forgives his wife. Duffman, the unnamed husband, and Judy all laugh at Judy's incompetence. As a title card slide, uh, slides across the screen saying, can't get enough of that wonderful Duff.
0: Then we go to the year 1971, where Duffman is joined by people from all, all over the globe. And they're singing, I'd like to buy a world of beer, which is a parody of the iconic Coca-Cola advertisement. Uh, I believe created by ad guru Don Draper. That's right. <laughs> I don't know who the original person is that came up with that Coca-Cola ad, but uh, they're probably really pissed about Mad be I mean, like, "What like, fuck.
2: Yeah, I literally typed in Don Draper in there. And I was like, no, that's not cool. Whoever wrote it. But instead of taking the three seconds to actually look who wrote it, yeah. I just didn't give anybody any credit.
0: I went to school for advertising and I forget who it was. I think it was just, you know, uh, let's say uh, Scott Thompson. Yes. From Kids in the Hall. Exactly. Yeah. He was three when he did it. <laughs> no. Um, so after the psychedelic slide uh, advertising Duff is shown, a uh, commercial from 91 is shown. And we got an alternative rock band that looks very much like, uh, let's say Nirvana. Yeah, I'd say so. They're playing their serious grunge tunes, right? But then all of a sudden they get blasted with beer from Duffman who vows to turn this grudge into fun <laughs>
3: That
0: kind of wordplay. It's the big bucks on The Simpsons.
2: It is kind of wordplay.
0: <laughs> uh, the musicians then uh, become a hair metal band singing I wa- I w- Wanted for Fun in the First Degree. And then the audience is also sprayed up with beer and transforms some some dour Gen Xers into hot hunks and some bodacious babes. And if you kind of, like, notice, like, the ethnicity of the people change. It's all, like, sad I white that, people. yeah. And then, like, now there's, like, people of color. <laughs>
2: Which is, you know, was a problem with grunge because there were no... <laughs> People of color at all. I and mean, maybe Kim Thiel from uh, Soundgarden, but that's about it. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, wait, wasn't uh, Smashing Pumpkins? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I forget their name. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, not, yeah, Jimmy. Uh,
0: we were just trying to say there was some diversity. You know, yeah. it was like a, a 90s sitcom.
2: <laughs> exactly. There was one or two non-white <laughs> people in there. That made for, appearances. Yeah. Um. But speaking of uh, Soundgarden... Uh, the audience members that were sprayed with beer, they have some shirts, uh, one for Sound Jam, one for Pearl Garden, uh, one for just the nineties, <laughs> and one for Homer's own band, sadgasm.
0: Uh, they could have done like uh what if that was sadgasm that was playing and they oh yeah blasted. Yeah. Uh, so that means sadgasm still canon?
2: I guess so, and popular enough to warrant somebody wearing a t-shirt. So
0: hey, have we not made Sadgasm shirts? Mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think we, so I don't, there's probably yeah, plenty yeah. out there who's gonna buy that yeah our po- most popular shirt steve on uh, our rt public site mm-hmm. it's peanuts can kill
2: you know i i own a number of our shirts yeah and aside from our logo that's the one that i wear the most
0: all right yeah it's a great shirt thanks for buying it everyone mm-hmm. and uh hey if you haven't checked it out recently the from last week's uh the not it episode we have the uh Sousa. Metallica font up there. That's a simple fun one. Pretty badass. It is. Get like um, uh the tank top version. <laughs> you know what? Uh, when you buy your Taylor Swift concert tickets uh this summer, rock the Sousa shirt. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to wear a Taylor Swift shirt at a Taylor Swift concert. That's silly. No,
2: yeah, you'd probably want to be more of an anti-hero.
0: Oh, yeah. Steve with a number one joke tonight. That's
2: right. I went to look to see if there are sadgasm merch. There's a ton, but also under questions, people also ask: Is sadgasm a nirvana?
0: Hey, if they think it is, it's fine. Just make some money off yeah. of that. Yeah, that's right. We're about uh, the free market, capitalism. Go America! Yeah,
2: money, money, money. From uh that's a theme from my favorite TV show, The Apprentice.
0: I only, yeah, Celebrity Apprentice. Great. Oh, yeah, can't believe uh that's what he announced. He's coming back as the host of the Celebrity Apprentice. Donald Trump.
2: I know. I can't wait to see it on Peacock.
0: It's gonna have huge numbers. Huge. Uh, we're making this up. We don't know what former President Trump's uh, big announcement is uh, yeah. on the 15th.
2: Maybe he's opening
0: up a chain of ice cream parlors. I have inside uh, scoop that uh, <laughs> ice cream parlors, <laughs> inside scoop, <laughs> pun intended there. Uh, I, I didn't want to bring it up to you this way. I wanted to be off pod, but uh, I'm leaving the show and uh, oh, you're going to have a new co-host. Oh, boy. Yeah. So next week, uh, Donald Trump and Steve will be the uh, Annoyed Grump Boys.
2: I don't even think the uh listeners will notice. Be a Smooth <laughs> transition. It's like it's like when uh, Dick replaced Dick on uh Bewitched. I was gonna say a porn movie, but yes.
0: She traded one dick for another dick. <laughs> How weird is like Dick York, who was the first Darren Stevens. Yeah. And then they hire Dick Sergeant. Uh, yeah, Dick Sergeant. How, were they just looking for dicks to replace? Yeah, I think like the
2: producers, like, yeah, find some other dick to do this.
0: Like they're like, uh, Adam West would be good. Like, uh, he's not a dick though. Well, they could have gotten Robin because he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, let's play our first clip, OK? All righty. This is going to be we're still doing all the errors of the Duff ads and um, it pans out in this clip. And there's going to be a boardroom of uh, Duff executives.
4: Those were the days, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, those days may have been the days back then, but these days, the days aren't those days anymore. And gentlemen, we can't be either. <laughs> Go ahead and harumph. But Duff needs a new message and a new messenger. So get a harumph of this.
1: Attention, Duff Nation, we need you to choose our new mascot by voting in our first ever Duff election. The candidates are Hops and Barley, Lady Bruologist who don't even know they're pretty, Woketopus, the most open-minded mollusk on the block, Dame Helen Mirren.
4: I'm sorry, what is this for?
1: And I guess we're open to keeping Duffman. Vote today. Democracy needs you, and so do we. This is our moment. Duffman Man needs us, and so do we. They can't get rid of Duff Man. What's next? Tear down the Oregon Trail? Disintegrate the Lincoln Memorial? Impeach Santa Claus? I got a notebook full of examples here. You said it.
5: Duff Man was there when I had my first beer at thirteen, and I want him to be there when I have my last beer at fifty-four. Oh, so he's going
0: to quit drinking at fifty-four? Yeah, that's that's the answer. Yeah, that's what he's applying. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the boardroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little harumphs. Harumph, harumph, harumph. And if you look, that's all former executives. We're all, of course, all old white dudes, but uh, she's the first uh, female executive there.
2: That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Except they're all, of course, still white. But maybe they can get
0: Woke to to uh, solve that problem. Uh, all right. You've got to vote, Steve. Uh, I know this is not a political podcast, but not a political podcast. But we're going to have to be a little political here. So, who do you want? Do you want uh, Hobson Barley? Do you want uh, Helen Mirren? Do you want Woke to Puss? Or do you want to keep a Duffman?
2: Well, I don't want to share my feelings about Duffman just yet. So, I think I'm going to go. Um, I'm just really torn between Hobson Barley and Helen Mirren. You know what? I don't like IPAs that much. So can I have Mirren and Barley? I
0: believe that's a uh, 1970s uh, detective <laughs> show. Yeah. Next week, an all-new Mirren and Barley. Guest actor, Telly Savalas. love first. you, baby. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the I vote for Helen Mirren.
2: Nice, yes, yeah. She's great in
0: everything. She'll bring class to the Duff. That's right. And that's what Duff needs. A working-class beer. From a working-class British uh, dame. Is she a dame? Yeah, she's dame. She Helen is, yeah, yeah. She sure is a dame.
2: <laughs> All right. Also, I hope they don't impeach Santa Claus. I bet you Mo's voting record isn't great. I don't even know he's allowed to vote. Probably not. Probably can't even be too close to elementary schools. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so Lisa chimes in, wondering why there is a Duffman sticker on her saxophone. She goes on to say that her music teacher is concerned that she may have a problem. Homer replies that they all have a problem, and that's that Duffman might lose. Carl reports that the latest uh, numbers are in, which show Duffman tied for last with some loser uh, named No Masco Just Logo, which uh, Homer reads as No Maso Just Logo. <laughs> a
0: lot of fun. I'm having funny visual images of Dewey Largo, like looking at Lisa's saxophone, yeah. like, Jesus. <laughs> girl's an alcoholic she's only eight yeah although i'd probably do something like that with like my trombone case i would have put like a beer sticker on because i thought it'd be cool yeah i don't think i ever did put stickers on my boner case no you're too cool for that yeah i
2: remember one time um when i was like eight my mom packed my backpack and she uh Mm. accidentally put a light her lighter (laughs) in my backpack and it fell out of my backpack at school and And your, your releases age yeah and i didn't realize that it had happened but the teacher like had us all line up and she held the lighter in her hand and was like, who, who brought this, who was doing this smoking kills. And because my mom was a fancy smoker, it was like, <laughs> uh, it was like an expensive lighter with like gold plating and just like all sorts of like, it was like a propane lighter with like uh, metal and red uh, rubies and stuff. It it was like garish. And <laughs> so, so like, like yeah. I had to say like, that's, that's my feminine expensive lighter, ma'am. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. you just say, sorry, my mom must have dropped it in on accident. Yeah,
2: that's basically what I said. And I don't think I got in trouble, but my mom must have been feeding all day. Because <laughs> if the letter was at school, then she couldn't smoke for six hours, which is no I'm point sure, no for Betty.
0: Yeah, you you come home and the house is like on fire. She tried to light the cigarette with the gas stove. Yeah. I was hoping you were saying she accidentally put one of your dad's beers in your lunchbox. I don't think my dad would allow that to happen. (laughs) They were locked in his own personal fridge. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, the Duff man in his Duff car sees the poll numbers on his Duff phone and calls his Duff agent, Brandon, to reassure him. Uh, Brandon is played by SNL alum and a uh, Hotel Transylvania voice actor, Paul Britton. Uh, Brandon tells Duffman to chill as he walks on his treadmill. I think there'll be a running gag or a walking gag, Steve, of the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. He then takes another call from his cephalopod from another mom bod, Woktopus. He tells the progressive 8-8 mascot that he'll mop the floor with his the hip-thrusting hazbit. But unfortunately, Brandon was still on the line with Duffman. Brandon wishes his client to have a great day and properly hangs up.
2: So uh, Duffman now has a new mission, to remind people why they love Duffman. And this is <laughs> a fun series of gags. Uh, he looks around and sees a sign for a women's bar. So he kicks the door open and declares that those dry t-shirts will not be allowed on his watch. He then sprays duff everywhere and is kicked out of the building. The ruckus causes the pigeon sitting on the sign to fly away. And we see that it wasn't the women's bar, but it was
0: actually the Women's Bar Association. So then after being pelted in the crush with a law book, Duffman drives away and finds another building. This one with the sign says Ladies Pub. Great. He kicks the door down, sprays it up, and once again is kicked out. And pigeons, of course, fly off. And we see that's the Ladies Public Defenders Society. <laughs> I like the wording on the sign, like there's just yeah. like an empty space, like not to have like another <laughs> word just so they can get ladies' public defenders. Yeah, it's funny.
2: Yeah that was a lot of fun so yet again duffman finds what he thinks is a female drinking establishment a neon sign reads gal dive and to be sure this time duffman shoes away the pigeons but they don't reveal any extra text so he's good uh duffman confidently goes in to shoot suds at the party babes that are presumably inside but then the rest of the neon sign illuminates to say women's legal diversity initiative so Duffman runs out and hides in the bushes as a mob of angry beer-soaked women rush out and flip over the Man car, causing it to burst into flames. Duffman rocks back and forth, wondering just what is happening. Uh, that's just a top-tier gag right there.
0: Yeah, very good stuff there. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Well, then, at the Springfield Airport, Duffman looks to retrieve his luggage. He scans various bags and suitcases, saying, you know, he's saying, not mine, not mine, not mine. And then he does find his parcel. It's, of course, a giant U-shaped item that says chick magnet. And he said, well's the chip magnet away." He stopped by the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess their show TMI. It's like TMZ, but with but TMI. Yeah. Hey,
4: tough man, rough week, bra? Huh?
1: Getting your can crushed in the Aww. polls, and now you're Aww. getting sued by thirty-seven lady lawyers. Duffman never meant to hurt or demean any dames, broads, or chicks to thrust for gender equality.
4: He's not sorry. He thinks we're idiots. Let's denounce him at the gal dive.
1: No, no, please, please. I can't be sexist because, because I'm the father of a daughter. And as the father of a daughter, I could never, ever disrespect women. Uh
4: Uh-uh. It seems like every famous man who gets himself in doo-doo brings up that he has a daughter. And I think that's doodoo. I do. Huh. Father of a daughter. That's the lamest defense in the world. But these days, there's no way anybody's going to fall for it. He's got a daughter? How bad can he be? What a role model. What?
0: I really love uh, Tress McNeil in there. <laughs> yeah. Let's announce him at the Gal Dive. Bring back the. <laughs> there's actually a bar called the Gal Dive. <laughs> hmm. That's good stuff.
2: Really fun. And that is, like, the lamest excuse, like, my mother's a woman. My daughter's a woman. Like, you, you're you aware that they're, like, half the population are fairly, about half the population are female identifying. So that's not, like, any great feat. Like, you're around women. Cool, dude. It's always just funny when people are, like, they have their notes app up and they're posted to Twitter while it still lives. It's like, I'm sorry. I am I'm, I'm a father, so I'm, I understand. Anyway, not a political podcast?
0: No, no. Not uh, a, the t- we know a woman podcast.
2: <laughs> right. We know at least two. That's yeah, that's about all I know. But (laughs) yeah, Uh, so the TMI reporter then asked Duffman if he has a photo of his little princess. The beer mascot scrolls through his phone and finds a picture of himself with a young Lisa Simpson on his lap as they both sit on a throne made of duff cans. Lisa recognizes herself and Homer surmises that Duffman is in fact Lisa's father. Homer then asks Marge if she slept with Duffman. And when she says no, he goes, why not?
0: Uh, Then Marge explains to Homer that Duffman is lying and that the photo is taken from one of those like sleazy beer events that Homer takes the kids to even though he tells Marge that he doesn't. So Lisa is offended to be used as a prop but Homer says that uh, the chicken magnet is the prop and then Lisa calls Duffman a jerk and hopes he loses. So uh, Homer's kind of offended there and orders his daughter to wash her mouth out with beer and Bart chimes in saying that he hopes Duffman loses too and then opens his mouth wide open and hopes that his uh, dad will fill it with beer. Uh, Marge then tells Homer to talk to Duffman immediately
4: Homer, you have to tell Duffman that he's not allowed to use our daughter as a get-out-of-hot-water-free card.
5: Oh, can't I just talk to him at the next Duff Single Mom Twerk Olympics? Now! I hope this is the right place.
1: Um, hi. My name is Homer Simpson. Duffman is off the clock and does not have time for randos. Thanks a lot. Drink Duff.
4: Hey, are you going to slam the door on your own daughter?
1: Oh, Duffman is busted.
4: Uh, boy. You're a sexist and a phony. How can you live with yourself?
1: All right, all right, I'm sorry I fibbed. I panicked. I pulled up a pic from Dufftoberfest from a few years ago.
5: A few years ago is
1: the best one. What? Oh, <clears throat>
5: Lisa's not your Lisa. She's my Lisa. So the next time you're in trouble, use a picture of some other guy's kid. Thanks,
2: Dad. Going into this episode, Craig, what were your... uh... How do you feel about Duffman? Like, before you saw this episode...
0: I've kind of said it on the podcast before, like, Duffman is my least favorite Simpsons, reoccurring Simpsons character. Yeah. Uh, I just think it it was funny for, like, a one-note character mm-hmm. gag, and then just have him come back. It's like, you know, I mean, I get that this episode kind of points out that he is a relic of the 90s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: or really, the 80s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I've always felt the same way, so...
0: And, uh, you know, no shame on anyone, but... uh you don't need to be Duffman for Halloween anymore. It's fine, guys.
2: That's there that's a very good point.
0: Unless you make the costume. That's different. Yeah.
2: That's different. But yeah, if you're if you think you're going to be the life of the party by going to Spirit and buying <laughs> a $24 Duffman costume,
0: just don't bother. Yeah. Speaking of costumes, I I know the Simpsons man is putting up the uh probably by the time this episode airs the the winners of the costume annual Simpsons costume contest will be announced but mm-hmm. one of them I was looking at today was just the funniest one was uh it was just because of the masks and the picture that was taken it was Presumably a father and a son dresses Homer and Bart, but they're wearing, speaking of like Spirit Halloween, they're wearing like the rubber masks of Bart and Homer. Mm-hmm. And the rubber mask of Bart is, has like a smiley to the teeth. And then the Homer mask is kind of like, he looks kind of like, like stoned, like he, he, his mouth's not open. His eyes are half Homer eyes, like mm-hmm. the, his eyelids oh, are like yeah. halfway <laughs> And they're posing and doing the famous Bart getting strangled by Homer. Yeah, the Bart mask makes sense because it looks like Bart's choking, but it just looks like the (laughs) Homer mask choking Bart looks like he's like drunk and like just like non-responsive. Fucking reading like the idea that it's like he's just wasted, stoned, and drunk, strangling his own kid. So I thought that costume, like just like that picture, was just like very funny to me.
2: That's a lot of fun, yeah. Child abuse. So it's always hilarious. Um, uh, in that clip, yeah. uh, there was a f- uh, bottle of, or a figure, actually, of Randy Man, or Do You Man, which we uh, reviewed earlier in January of this year from season 33's The Longest March, the football episode, with another former SNL alum, Beck Bennett.
0: Yeah, what did he say in that episode? Uh, Beck Bennett was like, what uh, was it? Wasn't football, was it? I'm a football man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a football man. Yeah, I like that.
2: Yeah, something like that. After Homer berates his favorite beer mascot in the name of Lisa, the father and daughter hold hands. Duffman sees this and begins to sob inconsolably. And so Lisa asks if he's okay, and he says he is not. Duffman admits that he really does have a daughter named Amber. She was named after his favorite beverage color. Uh, She's now 30 years old and won't talk to him. Homer then asks uh, Lisa to wait in the car while he's strong for his new famous friend.
0: So once Lisa is out of earshot, Homer requests a selfie with Duffman in his bathrobe. But Duffman is taken back by how bright and confident Lisa is. So Duffman assumes that Homer taught her to be like that. And of course, Homer agrees. Duffman thinks that uh, Homer may be the greatest girl dad in the world. Homer assumes that uh, must be true. So this gives Duffman some hope. Maybe it's not too late for him, right? Yeah. He then asks Homer to teach him how to be a better girl dad and Homer of course obliges. Uh the two men share a hug and then Homer gets that selfie. So
2: our second act begins in its standard fashion with the latest results of the Duff election. With uh, 3 days left to vote, Wokepus has taken the lead, followed by that Dame Helen Mirren, and then Hopson Barley, and in dead last is Duffman. Duffman is crestfallen, but Homer tells him not to worry about losing his job. He should focus on how he lost his daughter. So Homer's assembled a crack team of daughter dads to help, consisting of Mayor Quimby, Kent Brockman, Rainier Wolfcastle, Dr. Hibbert, Krusty the Clown, and Superintendent Gary Chalmers. I wonder, I didn't do the research, but Mayor Kent Brockman had an episode about his daughter. Rainier Wolfcastle had an episode about her daughter. Krusty had one with his daughter, as did Superintendent Gary Chalmers. So I wonder if they all have their own uh, episodes about daddy-daughter things.
0: I assume Dr. Hibbert was considered like a good dad too like yeah he'd have an estranged child somewhere i don't think so no i thought this was more about i mean Quimby, of course probably has like you said like you know yeah a bunch of bastards around right yeah i don't know Maybe Dr. Haber's there just because he is like a good dad. And like, there's right, also. He was modeled after insight. the greatest dad. Yeah. Bill Cosby. William Cosby. Greatest dad, greatest comedian of all time.
2: Yep. No flaws there.
0: I stopped looking at news from uh, Bill Cosby in 2001. So.
2: Yeah. It's just like when I stopped reading news about Michael Jackson in yeah. 1989. It's when I
0: asked who's bad. But you're still um, eating at Subway because of James. Oh, yeah.
2: He's great. I'm so proud of him. His pants were so big. He could fit like two or three children in there.
0: Oh, yeah. See, you should look what happened to Jared Fogle. Okay. But wait till we're on break, okay?
2: Okay, that's fine. So, um, Homer Duffman and the other fine man order some food from this chain restaurant.
4: Welcome to P.F. Thongs. You boys ready to order?
5: I will have the lettuce D-cups amid a chicken side piece. I will have the wedgie salad and the baby got back
1: ribs. Oh, and uh, some sprung rolls for the table. I ha, don't have much of an appetite. <laughs> See, I... Well, I haven't talked to my daughter in years, and, um...
4: Say no more. I'll bring you a deadbeat salad and a Coke Zero contact.
1: So if your estranged daughter writes an angry book about you, don't self-publish a rebuttal book. No. Uh, thanks for all the advice, fellas. Advice. Yeah, it's just I haven't talked to Amber in over a decade. I, I don't even know where to begin. You just gotta show her you still care. Pick up the damn phone. Call her. 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 her. I'm on the phone with her
0: now. Ignore us. Ignore us. Ignore us. us. All right. So uh, PF Thongs. Yeah. That seems like a place that only alpha males would eat at, right? That's true. Those beta males would be eating at like, you know, some soy vegan tea shop. Yeah, where
2: they don't serve American food. They'd have you go seen with this, their girlfriends because they're so gay?
0: Have you seen this meme going around or like someone posted on Twitter about that like Hooters is where alpha males eat? Yeah. And now people there's like Hooters waitresses talking about. No, actually the kind of dudes that actually ate a at Hooters were like old sad men who were kind of nice but lonely. Yeah. <laughs> or young 20 people who were too afraid to talk to them. That's <laughs> the type of people that eat at Hooters.
2: Yeah. It's the kind of guy who's like, I want to not respect women, but I'm a little cheap and scared to go to a strip club.
0: I don't know. I think Hooters is more expensive than a strip club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we used to have them here in Portland. We had like, they're all gone now. Yeah, that's true. I've been to Hooters a couple times, but I always felt the food to be kind of subpar. Yeah. Um, And I... I just don't like you know people and talking to people, so I don't like the intrusiveness of the Hooters waitress, which is totally fine. I get yes, it. Yes, it's her job. But I'm but... like, like, um, yeah, please don't. <laughs> be nice to me because we know it's fake yeah <laughs> it's so sad going into one for you like i i know if, if you guys go to hooters and love it and love the food i don't you know it's fine yeah i just for me personally i'm like i always felt s- skeevy going into hooters
2: yeah like i went once with a uh, coworkers one time and the coworkers were kind of broy and like I was more like annoyed with them because they were so like trying to be macho alpha guys, but they clearly right. weren't. And like, I just like, I just want to go home. And I think <laughs> I really actually like, I faked a phone call halfway through and like, oh, dude, this chick really wants to hook up with me. I got to go. And like, yeah, dude, go get it. Go get it. And then I just like went home and had some coffee.
0: Which is weird because this was before cell phones. So you like, you <laughs> paid a waitress say, hey, here's 20 bucks. tell uh Come over and say there's a phone call for you. <laughs> She comes up with a,
2: with a like, a like An manual. owl phone. Yeah. She put a owl. Flattel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this babe um, on the Mac
0: wants me. But there's, like, I mean, so like PF Thongs here is making fun of that. But there's also, like, the Tilted Kilt is a big chain where it's uh, ladies with, like, short kilts. Yeah. And I think the, they wear, uh, like, little tie, like, not tube top, but it's, like, a half shirt.
2: Yeah. There's also the very unfortunately named, or misnamed, Twin Peaks. Which has nothing to do with David Lynch
0: <laughs> for the lasers, moose knuckles. That's right. So, it's guys, just wearing they're wearing actually like Hooters outfits, but uh, you get the whole knuck there,
2: yeah. And then there's dick neck,
0: <laughs> which just shows like it doesn't show the, the head of the penis, it just says right, no, the shaft.
2: The, yeah.
0: It's just you just get to see the little peak. Is that a fashion trend now? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Dick neck window. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, we did it. We're talking about penises. Finally, yeah.
2: It's only been 40 minutes.
0: We did, it, Steve. We need to have a a a dick jingle for <laughs> <laughs> you know when we when we uh, bring up you know hogs and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, fans out there, our... if you're talented out there, just give us a little nice, like maybe six second quick jingle. Yeah, just three three to six seconds. Sounds pretty good. Like dun 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 dun
2: dicks. I like that. Yeah, just give us three to six, maybe
0: seven. Yes, seven kind of a. Yeah, it's, that you know, might you hurt know the podcast. a lot of people exaggerate six seconds to seven seconds because they're you know they're counting when it's not started on the audio. You know, it's like you know, kind of behind.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a little flaccid.
0: Yeah, a little, flaccid. you know, they're they're pushing back a little bit on their uh-huh. uh, the padding of the um, the audio.
2: <laughs> right, of course.
0: As long as it's nice and girthy, you know, yeah. that's all we care about
2: in sound quality. You mean, of course. Yeah, we
0: need a girthy sound quality. It makes or breaks all. What are we talking about?
2: Oh uh, well. We were talking about PF thongs. And, oh, right, uh, right.
0: Let's talk about some of the visuals in that uh, clip there.
2: Yeah, so we have uh, the server. She's wearing earrings that are a thong on a hanger. Um, there's a frame picture of the storming of Normandy, but the flag <laughs> has been replaced with the giant thong. And then even a man in the background is using a thong as a napkin. And in non-thong news, uh, Krusty's <laughs> book is entitled entitled I failed you on every level. Is that what you want to hear? Very passive aggressive.
0: <laughs> Do you think Cisco eats at the PF thongs? I think so, yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, the term thong was mm-hmm. for like slip on sandals. Yeah. And so like looking at it now, I'm like, oh, that's why they're also called thongs. <laughs> like they it's look weird, like right? sandals. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because my wife, Laura, she's my from wife. Hawaii. And that's the only thing that a thong is, is sandals. So like... If she says I'm going to go put on my thongs, <laughs> she's putting on slippers.
0: So it's like it must be awkward when like uh, your mother-in-law's visiting town. She's like, "Oh, I got <laughs> you and your sister some new thongs. Try them on for me."
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And You're like, "All right, I guess I'll watch too." <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino comes over. He's like, "No, no, no. It's my kind of thong." See, <laughs> <sighs> so we got a. We got penis jokes in. We got a Quentin Tarantino foot fetish joke in. We're hitting all the uh, basics tonight, yep. aren't we? Uh, Get out your
2: bingo cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, there should be an annoyed grunt boy bingo. Yeah. Game. Hmm, what else do we say a lot of? Uh, a lot of nonsense.
2: A lot of nonsense.
0: We're the nonsense podcast. We kind of talk about the Simpsons.
2: A little bit sometimes,
0: but majority is just you know our inadequate uh, manhood that uh, comes up on this podcast.
2: Mine doesn't usually come up actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
2: They're pills. So Duffman nervously asks his daughter if he could possibly drive up and see her, maybe even this uh, this weekend. Duffman then walks back into the underpants-themed restaurant and tells his fellow girl dads that she said, I guess. The men all cheer, but Duffman isn't so happy. What if he screws up? What if Amber hates him? He asks Homer to come along, and Homer is elated to have a road trip with Duffman, but Duffman wants a third person to ride along.
1: You, me, and Lisa. nay. This trip just keeps getting better. No, no, no. You're Lisa. I need both my girl dad guru and his dad girl daughter for inspiration. (laughs) Lisa, Lisa, you're coming with me and Duffman on a road trip to Glendon Falls.
4: What? Why would I want to do that? Hmm.
5: Marge, why would Lisa want to go to Glendon Falls with me and Duffman?
4: (gasps) Uh, Well, that's near the Agatha Christie Museum of Quirky Detectives.
5: Lisa likes Agatha Christie?
4: I love Agatha Christie, and that museum is going to be amazing. Oh, oh, I can't believe you remembered. They're having a special exhibit this weekend on her ten reddest herrings. Thank you. You're the best dad ever.
5: Oh, you don't have to thank me. Do it later in front of Duff Man.
0: I love the visual of Homer just shaking Lisa awake, and then the Mm -hmm. cut to shaking Marge awake.
2: Yeah, I really liked uh, Yardley's reading when she's waking up, like, why would I want to go to Dada? Like, it was just really, really, yeah. really cute, really fun. Um, and so in that clip, too, uh, Lisa has the two plushies of Miss Marple and Hercule Um And uh, she also has a number of probably not real uh, Agatha Christie books, such as.
0: Yeah, Witness for the Stenographer.
2: Death on a Bicycle.
0: Why didn't they not murder? The
2: dead old biddy.
0: The arsenic-filled torso. The whoopsie-daisy murders. The preassembled scoundrel. Peril through a monocle. The murder of Arthur murder.
2: The headless vicar.
0: The man with the unpleasant tie.
2: Death wears tap shoes. The valet's mallet. A very poisoned supper.
0: The mystery of the deflated zeppelin.
2: The house with a million doors.
0: The man who gassed on.
2: Uh, death by Art Deco,
0: coffee, tea, or manslaughter,
2: and a trifle for the governess.
0: I bet uh, Christine Nagel, or maybe you know another writer, had a lot of fun coming up with these fake books.
2: Yeah, they're they're really very much uh, capture the spirit of Agatha Christie. It's really well done.
0: What's your favorite uh, Agatha Christie book?
2: Oh boy, um, I like Why Didn't They Not Murder?
0: <laughs> I'm a fan of the uh, the man who gasped on.
2: Yeah. The valet's mallet is funny, fun because fun, I want to say the ballet's mallet.
0: Yeah, I want to say that too, but no, I can't. I <laughs> <Not allowed. cannot. laughs> I enjoy the uh, Eclipero, Kenneth Braga uh, films, the Death on an Island. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Murder on Orient Express. They're fun. Yeah, it's a fun, you know, like you know, for kids. Introducing them to Agatha Christie, like in a modern, you know, with the modern, you know, A-list actors and things like that. It's it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it's a good time. Um, when I was a kid, I used to watch PBS, uh, the Miss Marple Mysteries. And I don't know why, but as a kid, it was just really engrossing to watch an old lady solve crimes.
0: Have they done? Because, you know, they have like the, like, I assume the Kenneth Braga doing the Perot. Is there like a new, like, female-led director, or actress, like Miss Marple, but like, you know... Yeah, they, they should definitely do that. That like, could be like a lot you of fun. get uh, I'm trying to think uh, a British actress, maybe
2: Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet would be good. She's fun. Kate Blanchett, maybe Oh, she's Australian
0: or I mean, I guess she can do that.
2: <sighs> what about Hermione?
0: Yeah, you
2: got it there. Emma Watson is Miss Marple. Because, yeah, the Harry Potter act of the Christie crossover is certainly going to be there. Like,
0: Right. You get uh ron weasley he'll he'll be a murderer mm-hmm. draco he'll be a murderer <laughs> he'll save like the last movie with uh, daniel redcliffe but he'll be playing yeah. weird Al in it <laughs> right that's the only role he should be playing from the rest of his career yep move aside harry potter you're done with that obviously
2: yeah you are now weird out
0: Al. <laughs> uh all right so we're going with uh emma watson is the new miss i Marvel. Like it. Yeah. yeah i mean you have um What's her name? Uh, 11 from oh. Stranger Things. She does the Anola Holmes. Yeah, Billy Bobby Brown. I mean, that's just her prerogative to do those movies. <laughs>
2: exactly. She can do what she want to
0: do. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2 song. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: on her own, that's what it is. She's yeah. on her own. <laughs> uh all right. Um hey, back to the Simpsons. Uh, that's what this is. A Simpsons podcast, not a Let's talk about British actresses podcast. Uh, but maybe, you know, i will be fine. We could yeah. sip tea, have the tea corner, tea time with nice. Steve yeah. and Greg. Well, we, we won't just talk about British actresses. We'll talk about British actors. Of course. Yeah. Like, how about that Ian McKellen?
2: And that uh, Ian McShane.
0: And Ian McDermott. He and played Dermot. Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> and Dermot Mahoney. Mahoney? And Mermit Deleur- Um, All right. Well, so like I said, back to the Simpsons. Uh, Homer, Duffman, and Lisa hit the road in the family car, which uh, Homer has written in the URL, which is www.vote-duffman.org forward slash he hyphen deserves hyphen this forward slash he hyphen really hyphen does. Which uh, is a name that has been purchased but not yet been developed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Homer can't believe he's on a road trip with his hero, who Duffman assumes is Lisa. Uh, Seeing how sweet Duffman thinks that is, uh, Homer agrees that Lisa is to whom he was referring a uh, duffman then suggests that they play music that lisa likes and homer of course knows lisa likes jazz but she's you know she flips through a photos guide to uh, agatha christie themed attractions of the midwest volume 1 lisa states that she's not in the mood for jazz and would rather listen to her second favorite genre uh, homer then stumbles and guesses a uh, salsa Old school rap, traffic on the twos. Where Lisa informs him that she likes K pop. Homer chuckles nervously saying that he knew that and it's fun to pretend when you're clueless. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that Lisa, as an eight year old, in modern times, mm-hmm. K pop is popular for in that, you know, age group. So Yeah, it's it,
2: it makes sense that Lisa would be into K pop because I feel like they're what boy bands were for us. Yeah. Not for us specifically, oh. but yeah, I mean, not for me anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we've talked about before, like our sisters just jamming out to new kids and being like, this is silly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're little like eight-year-olds like, come on, listen come to on. this music instead. And it's like uh, the theme to Ghostbusters or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think what an eight-year-old us would listen to. <laughs> Eat
2: It by Weird Al.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be Weird Al, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> or the... But- uh this is for the Portland people. We'd be listening to the uh, Portland Trailblazers rap album.
2: Yeah. The Rip City rap.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. I played that jam on my cassette like oh, yeah. every day. While I was tipping out those, of my,
2: I... uh, my mug from Dairy Queen.
0: Yeah. I taped all those off of uh, Z100 when those dropped yeah it was a big event oh yeah played the whole album basketball yeah a sporting team they need to bring that back like the sports teams like start making songs singing songs i mean like you know football you know the the bears did it the chicago mm-hmm. bears did it come on let's get uh let's get the san jose sharks to do an album right
2: yeah they can do, do like a fun thing and you can get <laughs> you can cross sports and do the new new uh, the new york jets football and they can do <laughs> the jets versus the sharks would be great
0: well you know see if there also is a hockey team the winnipeg jets
2: oh sure Those guys can... <laughs> so
0: maybe that would make more sense with the jets and the sharks
2: i suppose if you wanted to keep it in the nhl that would make a lot more sense yes <laughs> so homer duffman and lisa sing along to Sick girls by blackpink until they arrive at the courtyard by greg diner and motel homer tries to cut up lisa's flapjacks but she stops him wanting her independence Holtman laughs it off, saying that kids always want to be older than they are. Duffman sees all of this as an example of uh, great parenting, which he has failed at. So he begins to cry, and Lisa asks if it would help if Duffman talked about Amber. Duffman then opens
1: up, and a child's crayon drawing tells the tale. She was the best thing that ever happened to me. But then I became Duffman! Well, you know what they say, with great Pilsner comes great infidelity. Her mom left me when Amber was four by the end of high school, Amber hated me. Said she never wanted to talk to me again, and I guess I just believed her.
5: Yes, believe women.
4: No, she was a kid. She didn't mean it.
1: Yes, believe Lisa. I think about her every day, and I keep this drawing with me wherever I go.
4: Oh, you need to tell her all this. I bet she's been waiting for you to reach out for years. Oh,
1: Lisa, you are so sweet and so wise. Good. Great job, Homer! Homer, Homer!
0: Great job, Homer, raising your daughter.
2: That's right. Good job, homie. I like the cartoon drawing, the crayons. It was fun. I was like a kid. Why don't you
0: draw the same thing right now? Okay. So as they drive through the desert hills, Lisa excitedly talks about the Agatha Christie Museum, where you get a real tea set to drop when you walk in the drawing room and find a dead body just then duffman receives a call from his agent brandon duffman needs to know what is up and his agent informs him that it's not his election numbers using the find me client app on his tablet brandon sees that duffman is near the corporate mascot convention at the conventions.com convention center (laughs) Uh, brandon sees this is a great chance for duffman to gain support and homer agrees on duffman's behalf saying that uh, duffman cannot lose Lisa is worried about going to the museum, but uh, Homer assures her that there's plenty of time for both. And that's his proud Papa Pledge. Hmm. Of course, we also see uh, Brandon, the agent, is still on the treadmill. This time he's lifting weights. Yeah, he's lifting weights this time.
2: Uh, so we then go to the corporate sports characters fan convention, where a woman poses for a photo with the mascot for a Proud Papa Pledge wood cleaner. A sign at the convention.com convention center says, all Kool-Aid men use revolving door. It's a very funny joke. Inside, there are mascots similar, but legally different enough from Snap, Crackle and Pop and the Michelin Man. Lard Lad is there, as is Jack Pickleson from season 33's Meet is Murder. Uh, Duffman is set up at his booth, but he struggles to find a captive audience.
1: Hey, Chief, can I count on you for a middle finger? Okay. Who? I bet this guy's a registered Duffocrat. Uh-oh, he flashed a gun, my goodness. Anyone? Anyone want a selfie? We could use my phone! I can air! Drop it to you. In five minutes, join us in Ballroom C for a panel discussion. The Charlie Tuna Conundrum. When the mascot is the product.
5: Attention, everyone! Duff man is sitting all by himself in hallway B. Please just go say hi to him. He really needs this. And, uh, don't listen to this if you're him.
4: <laughs> oh my God! Can I get your autograph, Pen? I gotta get a signature from the muse next, Loogie. He's so hot.
1: <laughs> Losing to a Loogie. Oh, yeah.
0: I love uh, the Duffman's <laughs> reading of like the uh, he flashed a gun and just like the oh my goodness, like oh, hit my out goodness. of character. <laughs> that dude is Duffman persona. Yeah.
2: I was like, can I get a oh, middle finger? <laughs> I, it's weird. I might like Duffman
0: interesting yeah I don't know So you like the who's that loogie one the loogie mascot
2: yeah that's uh the music's loogie is uh voiced by Jason
0: Mantzoukas. he's like the voice of all the things now Dunkin yeah. Donuts the hat he is, is good but three would be better That's true. 32 would be Baskin-Robbins. No, that's
2: 31. Oh, yeah. They lost one. In the war. Ice cream wars of
0: 1847. (laughs) That's right. All right. So Lisa tells Homer that they should leave soon since the museum closes at 5. Homer tells Lisa not to worry. He's keeping an eye on the time. After all, it's only 2.30. Unfortunately, the timepiece that Homer was keeping an eye on wasn't real. It's a clock around the neck of the tea time tamale mascot. (laughs) Uh, Lisa examines an actual clock and is terrified to learn that it's actually 4.45. So they quickly drive to the Museum of Quirky Detectives just as it's closing for the day. guest stroll out with their new Agatha Christie related swag, such as t-shirts that say Hag."
2: I lost my marbles at the Agatha Christie Museum.
0: Hero to the people.
2: That's right. So Lisa begs the museum operator not to close just yet. But the employee tells Lisa that they're shutting down for three months to build a new attraction. The Death on the Nile Lazy River Experience.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
2: It does sound like a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> If it was a lazy river, but it told mm-hmm. the story of the death of the Nile. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Like you're just floating there and like, and on the land is the story.
2: Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the the way the Pirates of the Caribbean originally was where you're just a, you're just a visitor seeing all this stuff happen. It'd be a lot yeah. of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, except at least... they'll have like creepy <laughs> Kenneth Braga animatronics in this one too.
2: Yeah. Be frightening. And then Johnny Depp still appears still there. Still there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, I just don't have anywhere else to go.
0: And, like, uh, also, um, then in the middle of the uh, Death on the Nile, will be a themed restaurant that's <laughs> really hard to get into, but you get to enjoy the fun, lazy river view, and also with the smell of chlorine in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What a fun dining experience. Nothing like to eat, like, overpriced food with chlorine in the air.
2: Yeah, basically mm-hmm. getting an Olive Garden-style meal. Yes. <laughs> but paying twice as much and you get the smell bleached. Say three times as much. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so Lisa makes her case, but it's no use. This causes her to lose her temper. Aw,
4: oh, nuts. You gotta stay open. We drove all this way. And I'm a second grader who solves murders on a sixth grade level. Well, look who I brought. I could unlock a lot of things for Duffman, Man. But not this museum.
5: Well, this calls for some expert dadding. Lisa, honey, tell daddy what's wrong.
4: This is all your fault!
5: That's right. Let it out.
4: Okay, I am tired of you pretending that you're some sort of ideal dad when this whole trip you've been kissing Duffman's. Man's...
5: See, I knew you wouldn't have any fun. That's why I didn't think you should come.
4: Uh Uh-oh. You didn't even want to bring me. You were just using me as some kind of girl dad prop, Just like Duffman did. Don't ever talk to me again.
0: And he never does. And then The Simpsons just ends right there. So yeah, they
2: all go their own separate ways. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the show.
0: It shows uh, Marge. She uh, ends up marrying Lenny, mm-hmm. abandons Bart. He just runs away and he dies of a heroin overdose two years later. Yep. Uh, Maggie still in the house, but she's found malnutrition by, uh, by uh, Ned Flanders, who then takes her in and uh, she does better. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, very bleak ending for the simpsons uh matt selman you did it again
2: well done sir ned is overwhelmed by having an extra child in the house and ends up committing suicide
0: yeah. he does uh, murder suicide on rod and todd yeah maggie still lives though she's fine yeah she uh she's then later adopted by uh jimbo and kearney <laughs> Dolph, and she becomes like the new bully. I like that, yeah. And then she ends up like uh, slicing their throats when she's older, and they (laughs) die. And then she becomes like a mass serial killer. So, Mm -hmm.
2: and each week it's just an episode of her killing somebody new in Springfield.
3: Yeah, Uh,
0: but uh, and then Lisa she moves to uh, England and meets Hugh, and then they get married. Meets me? No, Hugh Jackman. Oh, no, not Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Hugh Downs. Who's the guy? Yeah, that's just like Oh yeah, yeah you, you dance. <laughs> yeah. And that's that. Yeah, that's the end of the Simpsons. We wrote it. Oh, thank God,
2: we're geniuses. Uh,
0: but Homer, what? How does Homer end up his life? Um, I think he died. Uh, deaf man uh, kills him too. Yeah, a lot of murder in this uh, last episode of the Simpsons.
2: Yeah, it's very bloody.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, so the credits roll, and uh, that's it. No. Thanks for watching. <laughs> No, I guess there's actually some more episode left, right? Okay. So Lisa runs to the back seat of the car and slams the door. Homer asks Duffman if his daughter will ever get over this, and Duffman tells him that his daughter did not. So Homer lets out a defeated sigh. Just then, the museum employee drives up, ready to take Duffman away for some carnal delights. Homer is saddened that Duffman is leaving, but the beer mascot replies that he just realized that Homer is not a good dad. He then hops in the car and compliments the museum operator on her fun name.
2: Renata. Renata. Uh, So our final act of the evening begins with Homer driving down the road as Lisa sits in the backseat of the car, giving him the silent treatment. Homer asks his daughter what she's reading. She doesn't answer, but we see the title is And Then There Was Fun, A Child's Guide to Whitewashing Agatha Christie. Just because there's some problematic stuff in the Agatha Christie's work. Uh, in fact, Ten Little Indians is not really the original title of that. Homer pleads with Lisa that she has something to say, to which uh, she replies, something. Homer doesn't want to be left alone with his brain. And as he's about to do like a family guy style cutaway, Lisa yells at him to stop, his, uh, stop and keep his eyes on the road. Homer swerves to miss the oncoming traffic. The jostling of the car causes a piece of paper to slide from underneath the back seat. It's the drawing that Amber made for Duffman when she was a child.
0: So then Lisa and Homer both agree that it's a shame what happened between Amber and Duffman. Since it's clear that Duffman loves his daughter, uh, Lisa feels that Duffman should have spent more time listening to her instead of just thinking about himself. So Homer suggests that Duffman is scared to listen because he'll hear about all the dumb stuff he screwed up. Then Lisa says that Duffman should be brave enough to admit that he's not perfect. Not even close to perfect. They both take a moment to think about their relationship, and Lisa says "And they should take the drawing back to Duffman. Homer feels the same way, hoping things work out before it's too late. They turn around and head to Glendon Falls.
2: So then we have uh, Duffman who steps out of a taxi and thanks the driver who is rooting for him. Duffman thanks the driver, Evan, and uh, wishes him good luck with his MFA. Duffman then walks to apartment 1C, the residence of his daughter, Amber Duffman, and he gives himself a little pep talk saying it's time to prove to his daughter that he's changed. Just then, a beach ball hits him in the back of the head. The dude in the pool who threw the ball realizes that it's Duffman and invites them to their wild rager. Duffman initially agrees, but then realizes that he's not who he is anymore. He then knocks open the door, and then on the other side, Amber hears the knock, takes a deep breath, and then opens the door.
6: I can't believe you're here! Because I don't know you and I did not invite you. Ah, oh, what an odd thing to say.
5: Hi, I'm Homer and this is Lisa. We have something to give to your dad.
6: Yeah, well, I can't help you. <laughs> he never showed.
5: <gasps> I don't get it. If I know Duff Man, and I briefly did, nothing was more important to him than seeing you. He was so excited.
6: Really, as excited as he was to miss every dance recital, every graduation, every art show.
5: No more.
0: Hey, Sabri Plaza from the TV show where she's a voice in it. Uh, yeah, on FXX with Danny DeVito and uh, Lucy DeVito. Uh, ria Perlman, i think makes an appearance oh i watched the first episode it's fine uh didn't really get much into it what's that show called is it- it's like hell something isn't it
2: yeah also uh, uh great in the new season of white lotus
0: from tv's legion
2: yes and the to-do list
0: <laughs> don't forget mike and dave need wedding dates little demon little yeah. demon that's it yeah and uh doesn't she bang robert de niro in that one movie bad grandpa or something like that oh yeah uh i think of course everyone who knows her mostly from ingrid goes west
2: that's right
0: oh yeah she was in the child's play remake she was oh, the yeah. mom uh i'm a big child's play chucky fan uh i don't watch that it's not part of the canon it's just a remake it's not good guys don't watch it oh boy hot take in don mancini i trust and there then you create go. the real chucky uh chucky uh wednesday nights on sci-fi and usa wow Sponsor, yeah this is a paid content
2: spawn con i didn't know where you're doing that yeah i'll take it
0: uh, Brad Dwarf, he gave me 20 bucks to read this ad. <laughs> I'm not sharing it with you.
2: Eh, that's fine. Okay. I couldn't tell you for $20 another show that's on USA currently. So that's fine.
0: It's funny because they show it on USA and Sci-Fi at the same time. So it's like, eh, show it on both networks. Yeah, why not? Who cares? I think USA just like wrestling, right? Yeah, they do wrestling and suits, we'll say. Uh, Monk and Psych, but that was 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> The one with, uh, Zach, uh, Morris, uh, was that Suits? That was Suits, wasn't it? Could be. No, that was Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer, yeah. uh, Anyways, uh... They didn't pay us.
2: No, it's okay. All right. Uh, Homer tells Amber that her father taught him not to take his daughter's love for granted. Lisa assures Amber that Duffman has changed and that when she sees him, she'll be amazed by how enlightened he is. They then hear Duffman shout chicken fight in the distance. And so in the pool outside of Amber's apartment, Duffman is on the shoulders of a woman wrestling with another guy who's on the shoulders of a different woman. Amber shouts out, what the crap? And uh, Duffman cries out that he was about to knock on the door. Colleen, the woman that he was on top of, corroborates his plea.
4: It's true. This whole chicken fight—it felt like he was somewhere else.
1: I'm sorry, Colleen, but if this teaches you anything, it's that you should work on your relationship with your dad.
4: I have a great relationship with my dad. I just also like bikinis and parties, you jerk.
0: Duffman respects your journey. I like how uh, this like petite lady is like holding. Duffman I know, up, like just like, and also like sets him down to like with <laughs> no with ease. <laughs> Very funny. Visual gag. Yeah, really good. You gotta see it to believe it, guys. Don't listen to us. (laughs) So Duffman looks around, and Amber is gone. Uh, He runs out of the apartment complex and finds that his daughter is already walking down the street. Uh, Duff delivery driver, shocked to see Duffman in person, drops a keg of Duff, which rolls down the hill, speeding towards Amber, and crushes her to death. Oh, no. Now, Duffman calls out to Amber, and just as the keg is about to hit her, it rolls in the opposite direction. Stuffman used the chick magnet to track the cake. Steve, the chick magnet was the Chekhov's phaser of this episode. It was. Yeah, he saves his daughter. And so in this clip, they're back at Hammer's home and they reconnect. So the chick magnet is
1: also a daughter magnet. I get it now. All chicks are somebody's daughter.
6: No. Uh -uh. Yeah, try again.
1: Some chicks are guys and that's okay.
6: Mm -mm -mm. Hmm. It's okay, dad. Baby steps. I guess. Give
1: her this now.
6: No way, I haven't seen this in ages.
1: I look at it every single day. I miss you so much, and I should have been there for you.
6: (sighs) Dad, I'm so glad you're back in my life, and I really hope that, ugh, seriously?
1: Duffman, amazing news. You won the election. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Some kid posted video of you singing K-pop, and their fan army voted for you on freaking mass. I need you on the next plane to Korea. Kim Jong-un wants to kidnap you and make a movie together. hoo oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, you know what? I think I have had enough of that wonderful duff. What? You'll never work in the adult beverage game again. No beer, no hard seltzer, no kombucha. No
0: kombucha. No kombucha. Oh, no. Who would drink that anyways. You can't get drunk from it. You have to drink like 40.
2: You wouldn't feel anything.
0: Believe me, Steve's tried.
2: Yeah, my gut is probiotic as hell
0: uh brandon his agents now in like a fish tank yeah uh, treadmill which i think well it probably is dangerous because of like electricity and water
2: yeah but still it's uh
0: i think that would be a good workout that probably exists right yeah because the resistance would be really good for your body and also if it's like nice and cold like if you're sweating like you're like yeah i don't feel hot because i'm steve give me one of those for christmas all right you betcha thanks Ordered. Wow. They have a
2: very effective, easy website.
0: But I do like the beginning of the clip, too, where he's like, so the chick maggot is also a daughter of Magnus. He's like, nope.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. And uh, he's trying, but not there yet. Uh, So Duffman hangs up the phone and uh, shares a look with Amber. Uh, We then see him in a spotlight as he tells Duff Nation that he's there to get them wrecked in a whole new way as Puffman, the mascot for Amber's cannabis and cannabis accessories. He invites his fans to visit his daughter's uh, shop, which features custom-made, one-of-a-kind glass bongs. As Amber uses her phone to film the commercial, Duffman uh, kind of secretly takes a toke and then says that if any of the other any of his other illegitimate daughters were watching, they can hit him up. Amber is confused, but Duffman, or should I say Puffman, lets out an oh yeah. Credits roll and then we get a post-credit scene of Lisa, dressed as a maid, stepping into the drawing room, ready to deliver tea service, but drops the tea set when she sees that her father has been murdered. Homer then smiles for the camera uh, that is a is sepia-toned and we see a sign that says, we got murdered at the Agatha Christie Museum. That's our episode.
0: So, you know, how I was complaining about uh, dudes dressing up as Duffman for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Look, you can't do it anymore. He's Puffman now. Yep. So make your Puffman costumes and uh, I'll like you more. Yeah. I hope this is canonical. Do you think it's going to be, you know, how, like things like change in The Simpsons, but then they just go revert back to normal. Mm-hmm. I think Duffman will be a big Duffman again.
2: I, I don't know. I think that with the prevalency of Pot nowadays, I think that he'll still show up as Puffman. I think this might be a change.
0: Uh, I won't uh, give my full summation and ranking, but uh, I'm going to dock five points already. Okay, And they can earn those five points if the next time we see Duffman, he's Puffman. So if they keep it canonical, this episode will have the highest score that I'm going to give it. If not, then it'll be dropping f- Ten point. I'm gonna ten points now.
2: Okay, that's
0: fair. So it'll drop ten points if the next episode we see that character, he's Duffman. man. Okay. Then I would go on Twitter and or or Mastodon or whatever it is we're all switching to. Right. And then I'm gonna be an angry neck beard internet troll, <laughs> and complain and cry. Yeah, so sad. All right. Well, uh, before I get mad, mm-hmm. let's just take a break and then regroup and we'll finish up this episode. How about that? Sounds wonderful. All right, we'll be right back.
1: We are the Na poupoule s'il a la mou
0: Welcome back, kids, and welcome back, Steve. Let's finish and wrap up this week's episode from Beer to Paternity. We'll talk about our favorite jokes, jokesters, MVJs, and uh, what we thought about the episode, and then find out what we're watching next week. But before we do that, we like to do the gift exchange. That's right. Something from this episode that we can gift to each other.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
0: A lot going on here. So uh, I suppose since I am talking, I should probably say what I'm going to give you because it'd be rude for me to say, Steve, what'd you get me? <laughs> right. Uh, wow. There's a lot of a uh, lot of duff in this. Mm-hmm. I almost want to just like get a keg and blast you in the face with beer. That would be fun. But I'm not going to. Um, you know, we always talk about t-shirts. We used to talk about like t-shirts, uh, of what we get. And there's a lot of like things in this episode that would make great yeah. t-shirts. And I feel like Steve, I'm going classic. I'm getting you a t-shirt. Oh, nice. And it's a simple t-shirt. It's just going to be from the Gen Xers that are hanging out. It's uh-huh. splattered with beers. You're going to get a shirt that just says the 90s.
2: I love it. That's great. I wear that every day. For you, you know, I, I know you're a bit of a foodie. So I thought about getting you some uh, tea time tamales,
0: but actually I thought I'd
2: go big and I got you a gift certificate to uh, PF Thongs so <laughs> you can get all the deadbeat dad salad and uh baby got back ribs you want.
0: Well, you know, I'm taking you with me. Oh boy. And then in the middle of it, you're gonna be like, oh, I got a phone call. I gotta I go. Gotta
2: go. <laughs> this chick really wants to hook
0: up. <laughs> like, like your wife? Yeah. Okay. That's weird.
2: <laughs> Sex with your wife.
0: What? Well, I never.
2: I do sometimes.
0: Um, okay. Uh, we got the gifts out of the way, Steve. Uh, what was your favorite scene, favorite jokes? You got an MBJ for us.
2: Well, I think my favorite jokes was that string of Duff Band going to the various bars. That uh, was just really well done for Jokester. I think Homer was funny with the uh waking up Lisa and then waking up Marge and then going back. I thought he was pretty fun in this episode. As always, Tress McNeil. Just killed it. Um, I loved her as the exact two uh, talking about that Maybe be the way things were, but not that's not how they are today. And neither am I. And the guffaws were fun. But uh, for Jokester, I'm going to give it to Homer, I think. What about you, Craig?
0: I agree. My favorite scene was the visual gag of him going to each of the bars. I think favorite joke. I did enjoy Bart wanting to uh, have his father pour beer down his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think visually the uh, the convention convention one where oh, yeah. it said uh, for the uh, Kool-Aid men to use the revolving door because the mm-hmm. idea of them smashing through the doors or the, the, the building is hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, MBJ, hmm, yeah, I guess Homer, you know, Marge kept saying uh, do, do a lot, right? Yeah, that's doo doo, and I think that's doo doo. Yeah, I do. Mm. No one ever gives Marge an MBJ, so I'll give it to Marge.
2: Very nice. Um, I will say that I do appreciate how much thought went into like the Agatha Christie novels, too. Those were a lot of fun. All for you, Agatha heads out there. Y'all, you ag hags.
0: What are your final thoughts on this episode, Steve? Well, Craig,
2: you know, this is another one of those episodes that's about a side character and. Um, through the Simpsons tenure like there've been so many side characters that at this point like Lenny Carl and uh, Barney all feel like almost main characters now and even like Ned Flanders so you're like kind of we're running out of like top tier characters to go to so you're kind of going to the edges I'm waiting for like a uh, Disco stew themed episode or something but <laughs> um, ever since uh, season nine in 1997 when they aired Homer versus New York City the first time they showed Duff Man. I have always kind of hated him. Uh he's incredibly one note. And you like sorry,
0: I, I know where Simpson's podcast, but and yeah. I should know this. So Duffman's first appearance was was Homer versus New York.
2: Yes, because oh. here, here's what happens. Uh Barney is enlisted to be the designated driver and so he can't drink and then duffman comes in with his new duff wet or whatever yeah and and barney can't have it and so he goes crazy i mean i know the
0: episode but yeah i just didn't think that was the first i I assumed he'd been around forever
2: yeah no it was (laughs) season nine
0: but not until season nine wow okay hey even this old timer podcaster (laughs) and so that like that joke probably hit fine there for duffman like all right that was the one note character that they needed and yeah totally we don't need him anymore but let's bring it back apparently they did yeah the like first her, time
2: in that episode it was fine but yeah but when he'd start to come back and just be a character. It's just like we didn't need him and
0: for a punchline that's usually not that funny.
2: Exactly. And so it was an odd choice to choose him to be the side character that we're going to delve into. But I will say that they did offer um some empathy towards him. And there were moments when like I kind of like at the convention, we just kind of bummed out that people were flipping him off and threatening to shoot him. I, I kind of felt for the guy, and he like the daughter relationship is feels like familiar territory but it was still sweet and i liked the honest sense of heart that it had but i'm really struggling with how i feel about this episode because on one hand this is a very tired plot episode where somebody's in trouble the simpsons are there to help and through that homer offends one of his family members usually marge or lisa but then they learn to love each other more happy ending the end writing in this was very tight. I like all the and stuff. I like it, but it has its problems, I guess. I think Christine Nagel did a very good job. I just think that it feels a little cookie cutter. I give it some credit. So I'm going to say that, you know, the average Duff beer is 5.5% alcohol by volume. I'm going to give this a four out of 5.5. 5. Four think, right? out of 4.5. <laughs> 4 out of 5.5.
0: 5. Still a pretty good score. Yeah. No, you hit all the uh all the points that I kind of wanted to make. Sorry. Um no, it's fine. So, less talking for me. <laughs> More happy the listener. I think this was like maybe like a writing challenge for Christine Nangles like, I want to do a Homer Lisa episode Mm -hmm. and then talking about the like absentee fathers and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, trying to pick from the characters that you can do this with is like, I don't know, tough man. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, you're talking about how there's so many characters of Springfield now that seem like. It'd be weird if this was Lenny all of a sudden. Like, wait, Lenny has it and A Strange Daughter. This doesn't make sense. Duffman, you could do it because he's such an enigma of a character. Yeah. Because he's not a character. Right. He's a so You joke. can do whatever you want with Duffman. But you're right. That that, that story, You know, we, we like that story, but if they tell it in different ways, we can appreciate that because there is, you need to have a Homer upsetting Lisa's story like every season. It's just part of the nature of Simpsons. That's true. And I understand that that story can be tired. So. If you still have some good jokes in it, and you do with some of the visual stuff we talked about earlier with the bar scene. And uh, you know, I I, I do hope that they do keep the character around with uh Puffman. Mm-hmm. Just so they can have start doing weed jokes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think they they ran out of the well of the beer jokes, so let's do <laughs> weed jokes. And weed's more popular with probably Simpsons fans these days anyway. Totally. Except for us. We still talk about beer. And weed. Yeah. You know, in, in season 44, it's going to be, it'll be uh, uh fentanyl man.
2: Yeah. Season 55, black tar heroin
3: man.
0: Yeah. I think this is kind of like a pass episode for me. Like if it's on, nah. That's fair. Uh, you know, I rewatched it a couple of times just, you know, for show notes and things like that. And I'm just like, hey. Eh. Found myself like I, I appreciate the writing, mm-hmm. uh, the voice acting. Uh, yearly, of course, did a great job. When earlier, you're talking about like her waking up. I liked, you know, when Nancy Cartwright doing Bart, you know, doing that voice like you know, putting a beer in my mouth. Like, you know, there's uh-huh. a lot, of, a lot of hard, hard things for uh, voice actors to do, but they did a great job. And I think that's it. I, I would give it a pass, but uh, you know, maybe watch it. Yeah. If if if, like I said earlier, if they keep him as Puffman, Man, then this is an essential episode. If we go in a couple episodes, and we see him, he's still Duffman, Man, then this just negates everything that we've seen. So that's a that's a very reasonable uh scoring there. So like I said, uh it'll it'll be minus the ten points that I gave it now, but if they keep him as Puffman, Man, the it'll give you uh ten ten points more. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give it a ranking now. Um, Aubrey Plaza, of course, we talked about uh, her breakthrough, of course, was Parks and Rec, one of my favorite shows. Parks and Recreation, of course, had 126 episodes. So out Mm. of the 126, I'll give this episode a, uh, let's give it a 90. Let's give it a 90. That's fair. But again, like I said, if Puffman returns, this episode will be a 100.
2: Yeah, I like that. That's, that's, yeah, that's reasonable. And I do all hope right. that they go to Duffman or Puffman rather. Puffman, yeah.
0: Cool. Don't hate us, Nangle. We still like you. Yeah, you're still so great. <laughs> we would blame Tom Long, mm-hmm. Matt Selman, <laughs> and Skip Henderson. I don't know who he is, but
2: <laughs> it's all his fault.
0: It's all his fault.
2: Damn it, Skip. <laughs>
0: Skip Henderson actually sounds like someone, though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, is that a person?
0: Skip Henderson is a former basketball player. We blame you.
2: Yeah, sorry, Skip. It's all sorry. your fault. Sure, you were a fine point guard, but yeah, showrunner, you are not.
0: Uh, you were undrafted in 1988.
2: That was good in, during the 1969, but not in 1988.
0: Oh. All right, well, that was our review. Finally, from beer to paternity. I know we've been waiting weeks to review this episode. Exactly like one one week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which just aired yesterday um all right well steve i guess we should find out what we're watching next week right new episode indeed yeah oh and i gotta school you don't i mm-hmm. oh not school i guess it's I need you to give me a title.
2: Well, here's my thinking is this episode that will air this Sunday will be the ne- the last one before Thanksgiving. Mm. So maybe they'll do a Thanksgiving theme. So, I mean, they won't do another treehouse of Thanksgiving, but it'd be cool if they did. But so I think that the title of this episode is gobble, grumble, and be humble because grumble is like the Grinch character. So gobble, right. grumble, and be
0: humble. You know what? That is not the title, of course, but uh. <sighs> It sounds like a fun episode, Steve. Do you want to know what the real title is?
2: I do. Uh um, it's
0: called Stepbrother from the Same Planet.
2: Oh, Stepbrother from the Same Planet.
0: I'll give you a hint here. The production code is UABF22. So this must have been produced for last season.
2: Yeah, it's true. Mm. 22 makes it me think it could have been like a finale because based on that title, I'm thinking, could this be the triumphant return of Unky Herb?
0: Something I've been waiting for my whole life.
2: Yeah um so i'm gonna say yes and danny devito is back as uncle herb Unky herb um but now he is a tech billionaire who has a failing social media website (laughs) and uh only homer can save him or die trying also uh bart learns to vape
0: (laughs) do you really need to learn
2: that it's in your lungs already okay
0: Ah, uh, well, unfortunately, Steve, for all of us, that's wrong. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. So wrong, wrong in every right. way. You're no, no, you're just wrong in every way. Oh, yeah, you should probably quit this podcast. Can I please? No, no, oh. because Will Fortune deems that we watch this. It's actually uh, the synopsis we got here from the Simpsons fandom wiki. It's a Homer stunned by his feelings of rage and resentment when grandpa becomes a dotting stepfather to his girlfriend's quirky young son. And then we have a B story as Lisa and Bart throw the ultimate slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> they just do like seven minutes in heaven, but it's just Bart and Lisa and Maggie. Hi, karumba. <laughs> we spin the bottle. <laughs> well, I'm excited for that sleepover. Do you think Sherry O'Terry will be invited? Do you think uh, Nelson, Na- Martin? Ooh, is this where Nelson and Martin oh. like, they do the seven minutes in heaven?
2: Maybe, yeah. Ralph oh, falls asleep good. first and then they stick his hand
0: and. and, and- but he's already like peed his pants, so you can't really tell if that right. yeah. trick works of the hot water yeah. on the hand. But we have some guest stars. Oh. We got Carol Kane. Wow. She's playing Blith, who's so that's probably the grandpa's new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa McCarthy plays Calvin. Huh. Yeah. Big names True. there, Steve. Big names. It was written by our a good pal Dan Weber.
2: Oh, classic Simpsons writer.
0: Yep. Well, Steve. I am looking forward to stepbrother from the same planet. And I hope you all too are eagerly sitting in your seats waiting for the Fox television network. To turn to 8 o'clock on Sunday. That's right. Um, hey, tell us how you feel about uh, this week's episode. Uh, not our episode. Uh, the actual episode. I, <laughs> I know we suck. But uh, you can do that by going on social media. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at 138Simpsons.
2: And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And hey, if you're so kind, go to your favorite catching app and leave us a review. But it doesn't need to be a real review.
0: Just tell us your
2: favorite Agatha Christie story.
0: And if you don't want to do all that uh, type-in, you can always talk to us. Well, not really talk. Just... Leave a voicemail for us. That's probably the easiest thing to do. Go to your podcatching app, scroll down to the show notes, and there'll be a little button that says leave a message. You click on that, you do that. Simple.
2: So easy. And another yeah. easy thing to do is dress yourself. And you can do that with our own merch. If you go to tpublic.com slash user slash annoyedgruntboy and uh, pick yourself up a, a mask or a shirt. We got those new... Uh, aforementioned Sousa shirts that are awesome.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't got our hot seller, Peanuts Can Kill, it's still there too. That's right. All right. For this week, I've been annoyed Grunt Boy Craig.
2: And I've been annoyed Grunt Boy Steve.
0: And remember, wash your math out with beer.
2: I have a great relationship with my father. I just also like bikinis and parties, you jerk.
4: That was a blatant act of
3: tortious negligence.